Hello, you guys, and welcome back to That's Insane, a podcast where I talk about murder, medicine, or maybe more. I think I messed that up, but it has been a couple months. So, hi, welcome back, or maybe you guys should welcome me back, uh, or we can just both welcome each other back. I did not mean to take a little hiatus. In fact, the whole reason that I took so long to actually like debut the podcast was because I wanted to be consistent and that all seems to have gone to shit. So my bad y'all, I took a real hard 90 degree nosedive into mental health issues, um, which you know, we all, we all do be going through stuff, but yeah, it was not a great summer for me. Nothing in particular happened. I'm fine. I'm doing okay now. I'm you know, we up the Wellbutrin and God bless SSRIs, but I'm back and I have quite a few tales to tell you and I'm really excited for some of the stuff that I've been researching over the last few weeks um, to almost two months really and we, I got some good stuff coming for you and I promise I'm not going to do that again. Um, well, actually I shouldn't promise I won't do it again. I won't purposefully do it again, but you never know what kind of mental health crisis is around the corner. So enough about me. Um, How are you guys? I hope that you guys are good. I hope that you guys had a much better summer, got to be outside and like living your life. Um, So yeah, okay, let's just like get into it. Today we have a medical story for you, obviously, and not we, who's we? I have a medical story for you. And I'm really excited about this one. I really like this one. This is about James Harrison. Okay, for a minute I got confused and thought I said the wrong name. This is about James Harrison. So James Harrison is an Australian man who is also known as the man with the golden arm because he has donated blood 1,173 times, which is almost once every two weeks for 60 years. Why is this so amazing, other than his clear dedication to helping others? Well, his blood actually contains antibodies against anti-D antigens and are used in the treatment for rhesus disease? Rhesus? Look, I may have graduated from a medical program, but that doesn't mean that some of these words aren't hard. It's R-H-E-S-U-S. Anyway, rhesus disease, which has helped save 2.4 million babies in Australia alone. So James was born on December 27, 1936, and when he was 14 years old, he had to undergo a major chest surgery where he had to receive, wait, he underwent a major chest surgery in which resulted, that makes no sense. God, you take a couple months off and all of a sudden you can't read your own writing or type. When he was 14 years old, he had to undergo a major chest surgery, which resulted in him having a lung removed. During this procedure, he needed 100 stitches, was in the hospital for three months, and needed 13 liters. That is 2.5 gallons. Go to the store and buy two gallons of milk, and then buy another half gallon. And that's how much blood this person needed, this man needed two and a half gallons of blood to save his life. Well, which saved his life, either way. After his surgery, he pledged to donate as soon as he was old enough, and then four years later, in 1954, he was finally able to act on that promise. 
A decade later, it was discovered that his blood contained an important antibody that was needed to make anti-D injections. So blood that contains high levels of anti-D antibodies, this is going to get real confusing, but we're going to make it through together. So blood that contains high levels of anti-D antibodies can be processed to create an immunoglobulin-based product that is used to prevent hemolytic disease of the newborn, which is also called HDN. Hemolytic is blood, so like a blood disease of the newborn. These products are given to RHD negative mothers of unknown or RHD positive babies during and after the pregnancy to prevent the formation of antibodies to the blood of the RHD positive child. I know you understood none of what I just said because personally, when I first wrote it, I had to read it 800 million times, even though I learned this in school. Hematology is not my strong suit. Um, So he is one of no more than 50 people in Australia that are known to have these antibodies. Now, don't quote me, but I'm like 99% sure when I was reading about this, women will make antibodies after either, you know what, we'll just get to it. So every batch of anti-D that has ever been made in Australia has come from James's blood. Once James found this out, he was happy to continue to donate and he actually switched over to plasma donations so he could help as many people as possible. So we're going to have a nice biology lesson here. And this actually really helped me because, like I said, hematology is not my strong suit. So let's talk about blood. So blood typing is determined by the molecules on the surface of the red blood cells. So the most commonly recognized blood groups are A, positive and negative, B, positive and negative, O, positive and negative, and then AB, positive and negative. Every person in the world has one of these blood types. So the positive and the negative sign is known as the racist or rhesus, however we're going to say it, the RHD, that's what I'll call it from now on, the RHD factor. So that's what makes up the positive versus the negative. The RH factor is an inherited protein that can be found on the surface of the red blood cell. So imagine the little circle red blood cell. This is like a little protein that sits on top of it. So if your blood type is positive, then your blood cells do have the RHD protein. And if it's negative, then you, of course, lack that protein on your red blood cells. Are we all following? Okay. So RH positive is the most common blood type. So like A positive, O positive, B positive, etc. So the RH factor. So the RH factor is one of the proteins on the red blood cell that is used to indicate whether the blood of two different people is compatible when mixed. So like a mother and her baby at birth or for transfusions. It's routine and it's important that the RH factor for a mother and her fetus be determined during the pregnancy because if an expecting mother is RH negative, the mom is negative, and the baby is RH positive, then the mother's blood might produce anti-D, anti-RHD antibodies, Similarly, it's important to know the RH factor for blood donations and transfusions as a person with RH positive factor will not make the anti-RH antibodies, whereas someone who is RH negative will produce these anti-RH antibodies. 
I'm sure most of you have tuned out by now, and that's okay. But for those that are sticking with me, you're going you're gonna to learn something today. So this is how it all works. The anti-D immunoglobulin, also known as Rogam, neutralizes any RHD positive antigens that might have entered the mother's blood during a pregnancy. So if she is RH negative. So if the mom is RH negative, you get the Rogam shot and that neutralizes the possibility that any RH positive blood in your body from the fetus isn't like sought out and destroyed. So if the antigens have been neutralized, then the mother's blood won't produce antibodies against the unborn child. Um, And if the blood of an RH positive baby enters the bloodstream of the RH negative mother, the mother's body will produce the antibodies, which are called anti-D, against the RH positive antigens and essentially develop an immune response to it, which is fancy word for destroy it. Does this make sense? So if you are RH negative and your baby is RH positive, and let's say that you're having complications or a miscarriage or something, something that can cause the baby's blood to get into your bloodstream, you would want this Rogam shot so that you don't form antibodies against the baby's blood. That is truly the simplest way that I can put it, and I hope that that makes sense. So what does all of this mean? I'm pretty sure I'm about to repeat what I just said, but we're just going to really take it home. Someone with RH positive blood can receive both RH positive and RH negative transfusions, but someone with RH negative can only receive RH negative blood, which is why women who are RH positive don't have to get the Rogam shots because it doesn't matter what the fetus is because you can receive RH negative blood. Okay, so the way I always remember, and when I typed this out, I was like, this actually isn't that helpful, but whatever. The way I always remember is positive can get it from anywhere, but negative can only get negative, meaning positive can only give to positive. That really helps nobody at all, It's, <laughs> um, but it works for me. So these antibodies are developed in those who are RH negative, but receive RH positive blood at some point whether it be from women exposed to it previously, someone receiving the wrong transfusion, or sometimes RH-negative men volunteer, this is so sweet, the bar is on the floor, sometimes RH-negative men volunteer to be exposed to the RH-positive blood so they can become donors, either voluntarily or for money. I'm sure most of it's for money, but anyway. Real quick, let's just do a rundown for donating and receiving different blood types just for fun because we were learning so much already i want you to have the full package so we've already discussed what makes the positive and the negative aspect so for this part i am just focusing on the letters the a b o etc this will also be fun information for you if you know your blood type so just kind of like tuck this away somewhere in the deep recesses of your mind so if you are a You can only receive blood from people who are also A or O. Similarly, if you are type B, you can only receive blood from those who are also B or O blood. If you're AB blood, though, you can receive from anyone who's A, B, AB, or O. AB positive blood 
is considered the universal recipient, which means you can literally receive blood from anybody because you can get it from positive and you can get it from negative people and you can get any blood type because you have like all of the uh, proteins. I don't really know. But so you should pray that you're AB positive because you're always you're always going to get lucky. Okay. Both A and B blood types can also donate to those with AB blood, which makes sense, right? They're AB, they have one of each. Okay. If you are O blood, you can only receive blood from O blood and no one else, which really blows. So O negative is considered the universal donor, but unfortunately, if you are O negative, the only other blood you can receive yourself is O negative. So um, a lot of times in the emergency room or probably trauma rooms and uh, stuff like that, they will, uh, and blood typing obviously is a lab test and it can take a while. So when we need blood like immediately for a transfusion, they will order O negative blood because it's the universal donor. It can go to anyone um, without the fear of things interacting and messing up. So that was that was all I had to say about that. All right. Does this all make sense to you? I hope it does. I hope you learned something. Um, it was a nice refresher for me, but we're just going to real quick do a one, once over. So RH factor is what makes your blood positive versus negative. Positive can give to positive and positive can receive from positive and negative, which is why if you are RH positive and your baby is RH negative, it's okay because the blood isn't going to mix and create a reaction. But RH negatives can only receive from RH negative, which is why if you are RH negative and your baby is RH positive, you need the Rogam shot so your body doesn't form those anti-D antibodies and essentially kill the baby. And then we've got AB, AB, O blood types. AB people can receive it from anyone. O people, O negative specifically, can only receive it from O negative. Great, okay. Let's get back to James. So the discovery of James's antibodies was a huge game changer. Until about 1967, thousands of babies were dying each year Um, Women were having numerous miscarriages and babies were being brain damaged and doctors couldn't figure out why. Australia was actually one of the first countries to discover a blood donor with this antibody. And you can imagine how revolutionary this was. And in fact, his blood was considered so valuable that his life was insured for $1 million. I don't know by who. Uh, I don't think by him. Maybe like... What is the, I guess we have the CDC, maybe it's like their, their CDC version or something like that. But yeah, his blood was so valuable that he was insured for a million dollars. James has won numerous awards for his donations, including the Medal of the Order of Australia in 1999, which is one of the country's most prestigious honors. His last donation was on May 11th, 2018. It was his 1,173rd donation. Because in Australia, there's a policy that prohibits blood donations past the age of 81. I don't really understand why. I'm sure there's a good reason. 
I don't know if we have one of those in America, but he's still like alive and kicking. He just couldn't, he can't donate anymore, which is a real shame. So James holds the Guinness world record for the most donations made by an individual. And he has said that he hopes this is a record that is someday broken. And that is the story of James Harrison, the man with the golden arm and a little, a little, uh, biology lesson for you. Oh, I forgot to tell you that my sources were Wikipedia, redcrossblood.org, Medline Plus, the NHS, Lifeblood, CNN, MediHelp, and NPR. So yeah, that that is a really cool case, I think. Um, it's just it's very interesting how revolutionary it was because it's not something that you think about wasn't always around. And I also didn't realize that it was so recent because up until that point, women were having miscarriages all the time and it was likely from this. Most miscarriages are chromosomal abnormalities, which is why they happen so early in pregnancies. Um, I don't know, I guess, when it would really happen for this, but obviously it can happen at any point. And so women would have these miscarriages because the blood wasn't compatible and, and you know, they had no reason why. And then to find this out is, is really cool. So go donate blood. I need to do it myself. I just pass out a little bit when I give blood. So I need to just like get over it. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm B positive. I want to know what you guys are. What is everybody? I could be totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm B positive. There was a there was somebody I was working with recently who was O negative and said that the Red Cross was like hounding her, which like, you know, don't be stingy with the blood. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, I could just sit and ramble on and on and on and on and on. Okay. Well, that's all I have for you today. Sorry for being gone, taking a little summer vacation after only like 10 episodes. I didn't need the break <laughs> from the podcast. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't intentional, but I'm excited to be back and I'm excited to tell you guys all these stories. As always, if you have any interesting medical cases or true crime cases or just weird shit in general that you want to share with me or want me to look up, then send that to that's insane podcast at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram at that's insane pod. I think is it that's underscore insane underscore podcast. I had a TikTok, but to be honest, I don't think I'm going to post on it. So don't go follow it. Um, but I will post the videos on my actual TikTok, which is Aurelia May Makeup. And I am also on Facebook as well under That's Insane. I'm pretty sure. I'll have to double check all of that, but it'll be on the on the show notes. And uh, yeah, until next time, or wait, what do I say? <laughs> what do I say? Do I say until next time or I'll see you? I think it's I'll see you next time. Yeah, I'll see you next time. Bye.